The Mariners swept their road trip and then, after getting back to Seattle with a little over 12 hours before hitting the diamond again, predictably dropped a dud against the White Sox yesterday. And that's okay. We're back on the mics to give you our thoughts on the last four days of Mariners baseball here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners podcast. It is Tuesday, September 6, 2022. And thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms with new episodes dropping every Monday through Friday. I am your host, Sadie Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon over at Patreon.com forward slash Control the Zone. We post two additional podcasts on there every single week. Again, that is Patreon.com forward slash Control the Zone. And if this is your first time joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell, and give this video a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. It's been a little while since we last recorded. I appreciate everyone being patient while I uh, dealt with a personal matter yesterday. Hope everyone enjoyed their holiday weekend. We got a lot to cover on the show today, including Cal Raleigh's big series in Cleveland yesterday's dud against the White Sox and Keys for the Mariners over their next two games against Chicago. But let's get into the series that we missed with uh, no show yesterday. The Mariners sweep the Guardians in Cleveland and uh, played an eight and a half hour affair that was broken up by a three and a half hour rain delay. And uh, unfortunately got into Seattle around 2.30 a.m. yesterday morning. Uh, We'll get into the effects of that later on in the show. Uh, but before that, Cal Raleigh cemented this series as the series of Cal Raleigh, the series of the big dumper. He goes four for nine with three of those hits going over the wall for beef boy bombs. He drove in seven runs, including the dagger on Sunday night against the Guardians. Colby, it feels like the more we watch Cal, the the better he gets. And and I'm wondering, you know, where do you think he kind of falls in the catcher hierarchy now in, in Major League Baseball? Uh, definitely top 10. Uh, you know, you kind of look around the American League right now and it's, you know, Alejandro Kirk. And I mean, Jonah Heim, maybe. Uh Jose Trevino, maybe like eh, it's probably Cal uh, number two. So uh, you kind of look around. Sean Murphy's certainly up there as well. Um, so yeah, you kind of look around in the American League, uh, particularly the American League playoff teams. Nobody's got a player like Cal Raleigh except for the Seattle Mariners. So um, yeah, you know he's definitely top top ten. I would say that that's a lock. Uh, maybe top five. I think you know Will Smith, Real Muto. Uh, Kirk are certainly way up there. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's it's up for debate, I think. But I believe Cal Raleigh has like the 20th highest war in all of baseball, regardless of position. So uh, you kind of look at he's thrown out 25 base runners, I think, uh, would be base stealers. He's got 22 home runs. 
Um, you know, it's again, batting average still low. Uh, not, not super low though, considering what league average is uh, on base well below league average, but uh, the slugging is well above. So uh, yeah, I think, I think Cal has probably pay, played himself into at least top 10 in all of baseball. And I think you can make a pretty good argument that he's top five or six. Yeah. If he's not five, he's definitely six. Um, you know, cause like, like you said, real Muto, Will Smith, uh, Wilson Contreras, Contreras uh, yeah. Sean Murphy, Alejandro Kirk. You could probably make an argument for those five guys over Cal right now, but Cal is very close, and Cal is getting better defensively. We're seeing a lot of growth out of him defensively over the last couple of months, especially the way that he has handled this pitching staff and all the different kinds of arms and the amount of innings that he's had to take on his legs as well. And on top of that, he's producing at the plate. He's had, you know, a little tough stretch here and there, you know, for a week or two, but then he gets right back on the horse. And right now he's maybe the hottest that we've seen him this year. Uh, the series in Cleveland was incredibly impressive. He took over that whole series. He, he did his best Greg Jennings impression, if you get that reference. It was incredible what Cal Raleigh did in the series, and it's been incredible to watch him progress over the season. And like you said, he's not just one of the best catchers in baseball right now. He's one of the best position players in all of baseball right now by F4 uh, standards. So, I mean, we're, we're seeing a, a, a basically an all-star catcher develop right in, for, in front of our eyes. Um, and going into next year, especially, Cal Raleigh is going to be one of the best catchers in, in Major League Baseball. And uh, hopefully for, for a very long time. And you know, he's got a, a long, long career uh, in front of him. And it's incredible to think where he's he's been able to go after the way that this season started for him with you know being the third catcher on this roster. He struggled in his limited action. He gets sent down to AAA and isn't even down there for two weeks before he has to come back up after Tom Murphy gets hurt. And then all of a sudden, he, he just kind of figures it out. Um, that's pretty rare to see from a young player. And obviously, he's a little bit on the older side because he's, he was a college player, uh, you know, and he's you know kind of in the in the mid twenties right now. He's a little bit older for a prospect, but uh, and you know by virtue a little more advanced. But I mean, still for a young player to be able to fix himself at the major league level mid-season you don't really see that often so very impressive stuff out of Cal Raleigh what were some of your other takeaways from this series we saw some really good pitching uh the offense was able to put together some runs against a good pitching staff obviously the Guardians got hit with some injuries to Zach Plesak and Aaron Savale uh so you know the Mariners caught a break on that front and they were able to take care of uh Xavier Curry and um what was the other guy's name Remember something Morris, Cody Morris. Morris. Yeah, Cody Morris. Cody Morris. Yeah, right. So they were able to take advantage of that. Cody Morris sounds like somebody who played quarterback for the University of Washington. So (laughs) I wanted uh, not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, no. Overall, uh, I feel like uh, you know, last night or yesterday afternoon, notwithstanding, the offense has been on a nice little roll recently. Um, You know, you kind of you look around at this at this team and Cal Raleigh, obviously, you know, kind of carrying the load at the bottom half. JP Crawford has been pretty bad. Uh, you know, Adam Frazier has been pretty bad lately. So they really need somebody at the bottom to kind of, you know, add some thump to that, that part of the lineup. Um, and they got it. And, you know, Julio's on a nice little run right now as well. Uh, over his last, uh, seven games, he's, uh, 11 for 31 with, uh, you know, a couple bombs, a couple stolen bases, uh, and that's nice to see because the week before he he's struggling a little bit. So Julio appears to be, you know, getting on a little bit of a roll here. Raleigh's getting on a roll. 
Uh, Ty France is obviously in a role that on a role that's that's very important. So, uh, yeah, you know the Mariners starting to swing the bats, which is good uh, because you know Hanniger's on a little bit of a a slide right now. Um, Winker is just MIA. Yesterday they didn't pinch hit him at all, which is very very mm-hmm. weird to me. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those things where you kind of look. You know, Santana hasn't been very good recently. So yeah, it's nice that Julio and France are kind of you know patrolling things one, two, and then Raleigh's at the bottom to kind of clean up the, uh, whatever scraps the, the rest of the bottom of the order can, can put forward. So kind of a total team effort, uh, still not everybody swinging the bat. That's probably never going to happen, but it just shows you, you know, if you have three or four guys in the lineup who are swinging it pretty well on a daily basis, you don't need a lot else from the other guys in your lineup, which is good Mm -hmm. because the Mariners really aren't getting it from anybody who's not, you know, Julio, Ty France, Gino or, or Raleigh right now. So We'll see um, if they can continue. Obviously, you know, they got shut down yesterday by Lynn in what was a abysmal effort um, against a pretty good pitcher, but still. Uh, and, uh, you know, they don't really catch any breaks. They get Johnny Cueto tonight, who's been very good. So uh, we'll see what they can do. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, the offense was was really good in Cleveland and, and see if they can bounce back tonight against uh, another pretty good pitcher. All right, so we'll get more into yesterday's 3-2 to two loss to Chicago in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is a new flavor. You ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5, for 15% off your order. Again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5 for 15% off your order at Built.com. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. So, Colby, what the heck happened yesterday? The Mariners, you know, of course, running not on the... uh, most sleep that they'll probably get in the middle of a season. You know, they got into Seattle pretty late, around 2.30 in the morning. Had to play a game at 3.40 in the afternoon. Uh, so I can't imagine there was a, a ton of rust there being taken by the uh, the Mariners players. And uh, they look like it. They, they, they certainly looked like they were uh, running on fumes yesterday. And um, you know what? I kind of expected that this was going to happen, considering... You know, what they had gone through over the last 24 hours uh, and uh, wasn't surprised at all. But was there anything outside of them just running on fumes that led to their demise yesterday? I mean, I guess if you want to make excuses for them, you can blame the entire situation. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I'm not here to make excuses for them. They're a playoff caliber baseball team. They didn't play like it yesterday. Shame on them. We should all give up on them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, it's, you know, obviously, again, yes, there there are some issues with travel and things like that, but I don't want to use that as too much of an excuse. That just seems lazy to me. Uh, Lance Lynn was really good yesterday. That's part of it. Um, and he has been on a little bit of a roll since the All-Star break as well. So even though the numbers overall don't look great, 
he's been very good as of late and he showed it again yesterday. Um, you know, Mariners just seemingly not able to do anything with the fastball. And if you can't hit a fastball, you're, you're screwed. Like, let's just call it what it is. You're screwed if you can't hit fastball. So, uh, Lynn was very, like I said, Lynn was very good. That and the combination of the Mariners and all their excuses that people will make for them. Um, and the fact that they really didn't run out an A lineup or anything like that. Um, it, it, it didn't really bode well, uh, for success. I guess the good news is, you know, at the end of the day, um, twice they had a chance to, you know, tie it or win it, uh, late. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, Ty France flies out at the warning track and Adam Frazier instead of Jesse Winker is a choice that was made. By the um, way, Aaron, Aaron Goldsmith, Dave Sumsus yesterday. Uh, Root, Root really, uh, Root really did most of us dirty though, because like, yeah. they, did, they pulled out into that like deep, like zoom yeah. all the way out, uh, where they usually do when that ball is in the upper deck. Yeah. And it's like that, that's their establishing shot. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, it sounded good off the bat. I'm not going to lie. And it just kind of died. And honestly, why wouldn't you believe that ball was going out? Things have been going great for the Mariners the last week or so. Um, so why not? Plus it was Graveman. So I think we all kind of wanted it to happen. Um, uh, we were so close. We were, we were Kendall so Graveman close almost helped the Mariners. Yes. <laughs> Kendall Graveman almost helped the Mariners win their third game since they traded him. Um, but yeah, you know, it just fit a little short and then they, they, they do what they did against Hendricks. Uh, really good at bats there. Um, you know, just ended up falling one hit short and, and you look at it and the Mariners had three legitimate opportunities. We could say two if you want, uh, you know, you can say whether or not the, the opportunity in the eighth was a good one or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and they certainly had one in the second runner on first and third one out can get that guy in back to back strikeouts. And then last night or uh, in the last inning, uh, you know, bases loaded two outs. You go down on three pitches like it's it just one of those things where you needed the big hit and this is going to be a running theme for the rest of the year because the Mariners aren't going to put up, you know, runs in, in six different innings every night, they're going to get two or three chances and either they'll get the big hit and they'll put up runs as a result, or they won't. And then they'll have to try and win a pitcher's duel, which is incredibly tough to do. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I guess the good news is Graveman and, and, uh, and Hendricks had to throw a ton of pitches. They might be down today. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, it's no fight, uh, or not no fight. Uh, they didn't give up. They had plenty of fight, uh, there at the end. And, and that's, that's pretty good because that was an easy game to roll over, especially, you know, with how the bats had been all day. And then you get Graveman and Hendricks. It's an easy one to just kind of write off and, and they didn't. And, uh, you know, shame on us for going 15 minutes in and not mentioning the great job Marco Gonzalez did, uh, giving the team exactly what it needed, you know, seven innings to help reset the bullpen. And on top of the seven innings, he gave them a legitimate chance to win that game, you know, just mm-hmm. Elvis freaking Andrews. Um, so Elvis Andrews, man, <laughs> we said this, we said this when he got claimed by the white Sox that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. happened all year. What is with yep. Elvis Andrews at T-Mobile park? I think Elvis Andrews has five home runs this year. And I think four of them are at T-Mobile park. They like, have to be. That sounds yeah. right. That sounds right. And I think all five have come against the Mariners. Uh, I think he had one in Oakland. So yeah, I just, you know, one of those years, last year was Jonah Heim. Apparently this year it's it's going to be Elvis Andrews. So um, we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, yeah, you know, good on Marco. Uh, really was able to get deep and help this bullpen reset, uh, which, you know, puts him in really good shape for the next two days. And then they have the off day on Thursday. Then they have another off day the following Monday. So the bullpen should be in really good shape uh, going forward. And, you know, Marco played a big role in that. So uh, it was it was good to see. So – 
When you were watching Lance Lynn pitch yesterday, were you thinking what I was thinking, that he would look incredibly good in a Mariners uniform in 2023? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was. Um, I mean, clearly better than Marco, right? Like, I mean, just, you know, I mean. not to bash Marco too badly, but mm, anybody telling you they'd rather have Marco than Lance Lynn is lying. I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's uh, he was good, and you know, it's he's on a nice little roll here. Um, Chicago's feels like they're going to back their way into a playoff spot, meaning the division, uh, because the AL Central is a mess. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, I think if you're a Mariner fan, basically the only team you're worried about uh, unseating you for a playoff spot is is Baltimore at this point, and even Baltimore is fading pretty fast right now, so. I you're still playing for seeding. You still want to win because you want that home playoff series. I get all that, but like in, in terms of you know where you're at playoff wise, yesterday's scoreboard was very good for you for clinching mm-hmm. a playoff spot. So you know we'll see. Like I said, we'll see if they can bounce back. Cueto's going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at him. He's going to quick pitch him. He's going to use the hesitation. He's going to do all that stuff, and he's not going to throw good stuff at you. He's just going to kind of you know bulldog you more or less, and and you got to mm-hmm. find a way to to you know make that work for you and score some runs. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, there are some valid excuses for the Mariners performance yesterday, but that's all they are. Excuses demand more people stand up. Um, but no, it, uh, they'll be fine. Now they've only won seven of eight and like nine of their last 12. What good is that? So, um, yeah, you know, just go out. They could have won eight of eight. Yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, just, just, just saying. uh, demand perfection. Um, yeah, exactly. but no, they'll be fine. Uh, like I said, I, I do think you want to win one of these next two, ideally both of them, obviously, but yeah. you just don't want to start the, the extended losing streaks. And obviously with Atlanta and San Diego coming into town after this, it's a possibility. Those are two really good rosters. So you just want to avoid, you know, sweeps and, and try and win one of these series. And they still have a good chance to, to beat the White Sox the next two nights. So we'll see what happens. God, I wish the Mariners were in the central. Everything be, clinched, baby. This this would be so much easier. Life would be so much easier if the Mariners were just on the central. Um, all right, so let's talk about these next two games. So we know that Johnny Cueto, like you said, is is going on the bump for the for the White Sox to, or tonight. Uh, we don't know who's going on the bump for them tomorrow. It's TBD right now. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I don't know if you've heard anything on that, uh, but I haven't heard anything. So um, looks like it's TBD gets Luis Castillo, and then. Um, you know, tonight we got Logan Gilbert going for the uh, for the M. So, what do the Mariners have to do uh, over these next few games to uh, to win? And um, you know, if they do lose, did they build themselves enough of a buffer uh, on the road trip to to survive that? Even if they were to say get swept by the White Sox, which I don't think is going to happen. Yeah, uh, like I said, they're in a really good spot. Um, I think they're five and a half up on Baltimore right now with, you know, 28 to play. And it's really six and a half because they have the tiebreaker. So they can afford a sweep. You don't want it because, again, you're still trying to get that that four seed. But, you know, priority one, make the playoffs. They're in great shape for that. So they can they can survive a little bit of a downstretch here again. You just have to avoid the, you know, the one and nines or the, you know, the two and 13 stuff like that. So as long as you're even, you know, it was uh Eight game road trip, eight, eight game home stand. If you go three and five, like you're fine, like you're mm-hmm. totally fine. So, uh, in that case, yeah, they're fine. Uh, 
as for what they need to do tonight, uh, Gilbert, this is a really interesting matchup. He was pretty good last time out again against Detroit, which does that count? Uh, I don't know, but Chicago is a very aggressive team. They're going to be very aggressive on the fastball early. Gilbert's got to spot it. And if he doesn't, he's going to get hit around the ballpark pretty hard. So uh, hopefully Gilbert has, you know, a breaking ball of some kind tonight, whether it be the the slider or the curveball. Uh, he's going to have to flip that in for some first pitch strikes. Uh, and he's going to have to force uh, the White Sox to expand the zone. You know, uh, chases outside of the zone are earned. And the White Sox will do that if you force him to respect the fastball. So he's got to have good command with the fastball. He's got to have at least one breaking ball, and he should be okay. But if he's, you know, first pitch fastball to every single hitter and it's middle of the plate, it's it's going to be a long night for Logan Gilbert. So we'll see which version of him we get. Um, yeah, and then, you know, the bats. Uh, Gino should be back in the lineup today. I'd say Winker should be back, but they didn't use him yesterday, which was clear weird to me. So probably Carlos Santana for some reason. Um, so yeah, we'll see what the what the lineup looks like. But yeah, for Gilbert, it's going to be get ahead, you know, get ahead 0-1, 1-2, um, and then ex- uh, expand the zone because you just can't throw fastballs down the middle of the plate to uh, to this White Sox team. They're too aggressive. They're mm. you know they don't walk, but they put a ton of balls in play. They hit for high average, so. Uh, you gotta you gotta force him to expand the zone, and the only way you can do that is to get strike one. Mm-hmm. And the Mariners, offensively speaking, have to be on their toes um, because, like you said, you know Cueto will throw the whole kitchen sink at them. Uh, he doesn't have overpowering stuff, but he's incredibly deceptive, uh, especially with his approach with the quick pitches, with you know the delays and his and uh, his windup and all that stuff that he does, all that weird stuff that he does. The Mariners have seen a pitcher like that though this year, Nestor Cortez Jr., and they were able to survive him well enough to win that game that they played against the Yankees. So hopefully they uh, are able to follow suit here against Cueto as well. But that's going to be a uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup for them, um, especially coming off of a uh, disappointing offensive effort yesterday. Hopefully, with more rest and everything, and more guys in the lineup, um, you know, more of the regular starters in the lineup, uh, they'll be able to uh, put together a little bit of a better, better effort tonight. And as you said earlier, Liam Hendricks, Kendall Graveman might not be able to pitch tonight. So if you're able to get into the White Sox bullpen, that would behoove you. Uh, so we'll see, and then we'll see, you know, what the pitching matchup is tomorrow. But I mean, you always like your chances when Luis Castillo is going for you. So. Um, Hopefully the Mariners at least are able to win one of these games. Uh, But like you said, not a huge deal uh, if that's all they're able to accomplish here um, because they have created such a buffer for themselves. Um, You know, you don't want to make a habit out of losing, especially with the Braves and the uh, Padres coming it down. But uh, if this is, you know, maybe your your one hiccup before October, so be it. So be it. But we'll see how it it goes. Um, Any final thoughts before we hop off here? Yeah, you know, again, the the Mariners are five games up on Baltimore. You know, it's it's six really with the tiebreaker. Um, so yeah, the Mariners still in really good shape. Uh, if they go five hundred the rest of the way, um, that would be. Then I have to do math live on air. Uh, Twenty seven games left, so they go thirteen and fourteen. Right, they'll finish eight with eighty nine wins uh, for Baltimore to to beat that. Heads up, they need to get to ninety, obviously. So they would have to go. Uh, 19 and eight uh, to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not happening, folks. You're in really good shape. Just again, avoid the disastrous series, trying to win one of these games. Uh, you know, don't, don't give, you know, this, 
this losing streak life. Just mm-hmm. nip it in the bud in the next two days. Get your off day at home, which you desperately need. Then get ready for a really fun series against two really good teams. And, uh, you know, sandwiching in between there, another off day at home. Hey, how about that? So yeah. just, uh, you know, find a way to survive these next two games and then uh, get ready to go to battle with the uh, with the Braves, who unfortunately you will not get to throw Luis Castillo against. So, yeah. Get to throw get him against San Diego, the, though. Uh, yeah, you got some yeah. Padres. That, that will be with a, an extra day's rest. Fun. So, that'll be a yeah. lot of fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, we'll be back after the game tomorrow because it's a uh, it's a day game, it's a matinee getaway day for the uh, for the White Sox. Mariners have the off day, uh, the next day. So, that's uh, that's nice. That helps them a lot. And this one will actually get played at a reasonable time because we have a roof because yes. we're smart. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the Midwest, the Midwest, man. All right. That's going to do it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Go Ams. Peace.